hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Yes, people, we still riding dirty. It's day two of um, Final Girls Berlin, the sip edition of the Horror Festival. And right now, we are going to look at two of the um yeah two of the shorts blocks so we have cabin fever isolation horror right and then we have an eye for an eye <laughs> and both both are stacked with great shorts now as what happens some are subtitled so we don't you know what I mean? We don't uh, get into every single one, but we give you a taste, people. So, um, yeah, you can then um, go check them out afterwards. All right? So sit back and let's get this uh, rocking. All right? Okay, people. Don't, have you noticed that sometimes... The smallest things are the ones that catch you off guard, right? That throw you. You know, you think you've done something and it changes, or you know, you you discovered that. Oh, I thought that was a law, you know. And when did they change that? Right? It is that's the stuff that catches you off guard the most, and I think that's what AJ Taylor really, you know, hones in on with um his new film Lose It. You know, so AJ wrote it and co-directed it along with Maximilian Clark. Now it's starring um Akira Wilson um and Carla Monterio. Um Although you only see one person, so yeah, I don't know. But anyway, now this film, you, I feel you really have to pay attention because what it seems like, I feel there's an there's an undertone, right? Because on the surface, this is just a woman coming in. You know what I mean? Just doing a you know normal things, listening to some music. Eating, chilling, and then it all goes a little awry. Right, all goes a little awry. But is she losing her mind? You know what I mean, or is there something more going on? So when she comes in, we see her put her keys in the bowl. Right, and also think of the first thing you hear when she's walking into her place. Right, it's police. Now, so, you know, she she go, she puts the keys in the bowl, then she changes, she cooks, I have to say, she's got great taste in music, you know what I mean, got great taste in music, but it's when she goes to throw the rubbish out that then everything shifts, and I don't know if it's intentional, but 
you have to check the song she's listening to when that all happens because all you hear is why don't you trust me you know what I mean and then it's all like woo which is a little ironic right because everything is shifting everything is different right she can't find the keys so we have her looking and it's this slow kind of spiral that then suddenly starts to happen and as a viewer you're watching it and at first you're like oh you know they must have been misplaced or maybe it's this but more and more happens which throws you until you know now she can't hear then I think we have to assume that she can't see and something else is there, right? Something else is there, which I, again could be an, uh, you know, what I mean, an analogy for other shit. Because, right? The as I said, the last thing we hear is police. So, what this could be is. Hearing the disappearance of our, like, civil liberties. It could be anything. Because there's things that we think we have. And then they're not there. You know, they're not there when you need them. Right? So, how many times have you figured, oh, yeah, that's insured. And then you find out, oh, wait, that's not covered? Or, um, oh, you know, I've been, um, that's been stolen. The police will help me. And the police, uh, we can't help you. So there's a, there's a lot that you could feed into this, right? And, you know, yeah, I kind of feel that's what it is. I could very well be wrong. Could very well be wrong. But I have to say, like, the actress who's playing the lady, she does a great job because, yeah, it's very subtle what she has to do here. Because, you know what I mean? As I said, look, she's just carrying on, living her life. So we're just seeing her, you know, cooking and just relaxing and chilling. And then it's the slow panic. And she sells this slow panic. She really does. You know, we believe that she's... Because at first it's just like, oh no, everything's fine. And then it's the slow build of, hold on, wait, what? Um, um, and yeah, that's all there. It all jumps off. You do not need sound. So yeah, this is, oh, it is disturbing, people. It is disturbing. So I would say give it a look, right? Because you know, horror and um, thriller, you know what I mean, that, that can be wrapped up in different things, doesn't have to be the typical, you know, jump scares and everything like that, and lose it really does bring a lot of this home, so people, yeah, I'd say uh, give it a whirl, because, um, yeah, you know what I mean? It is something, right? It is something. So, yeah, do that. Check it out. Have some fun. I gotta say that Michelle K's A Dinner Party 
it really does feel like a production. You know what I mean? It's just really well put together. And I think straight away, right, you get the sense that, you know, there's something going on. Now, Kay, you know, she directs it and she also co-wrote it along with um, Tejazi Abalal. Um, And the story is this, right? In the aftermath of a climate catastrophe, a lonely former environmental activist invites three strange guests over for dinner. And, um, I mean, it says three strange guests, but you, you... Get the sense that they do know each other Right, they were Probably friends before everything Went a little bit crazy So uh, It's Ruby who's throwing The dinner party And um, Ruby is played by Elisa Capitori And um, The guests are Emily, who's played by Sarah Silwich Fiona Played by Winnie Clark and Simon, played by Wayne Burns. So, you know, we're greeted by, you know, someone, you know, we've got a close-up of a dinner table, and you can see someone setting it. Now, you know something's a little bit off, right, when, well, firstly, the cupboard gets opened, and you see these tins of government-certified, and then, um, you know, the uh, the stuff that gets poured out <laughs> for food, I don't know what it is. It could be rice pudding, maybe, or tinned porridge. I don't know. It looks off, right? So, I think that tells you something. Also, Ruby does. She looks very panicked. Like, she did look lonely at first, and then, yeah, she just looks a little bit panicked. Now, everyone, they they t- they sit down and pretend to take pictures of the food, you know what I mean? And it's the conversation is, it's a bit weird, right? Conversation is a bit weird, which makes you wonder. Now, there's a lot of things that I did contemplate while watching this, like, oh. Is there going to be a twist off or is this going to happen? Like, where's this going? Because we're seeing um, clips of all these different kind of bits and bobs, which is all very unsettling, you know, and nothing ever settles on. So you get like a a, a little look at a, a pamphlet or something like that. And, um, you know, one of the... Uh, the guests, her nose starts to bleed, but no one really wants to talk about events, no one wants to talk about the past, you know, the conversation keeps on getting, be like, oh, well, let's move on, let's, let's talk about this, and right, let's go to that, and, you know, it's all a little bit unsettling, hearing, but then you, you kind of see the Ruby does want to keep him there, you know, she, although you can see that she's getting frustrated, right, she still is like, I, I, yeah, I like the company, you know, but the past, there's baggage there, you know, she's hurt, 
so we get to see all of this unfold and oh one thing i did enjoy like the sound the way the sound is incorporated into this now a lot of times people use it a bit too heavy-handedly to be like oh this is sad this is suspense but this yeah they they, they incorporate the sound very well to to really just amp up the tension right and also we get these um the camera cuts right so the close-ups are just right you know they we zoom in just right the angles just right to help really just build everything up because you know this isn't like multi-locations they're sitting at a dinner table but we do get the tension we do get this enclosed kind of feeling of anything can happen at any moment you know and it's great Right, it's great, and I, the ending of it, ha, oh, man, I, I really enjoyed the ending, there's also, you get that little, hmm, so what happened, you know, there's, you, you kind of feel, okay, that happened, and then it's like, but then what, right, then what, because what we're left with, the scenes we're left with, it's a little interesting, right? So, um, yeah, a dinner party is it's intriguing, it's fun, it's suspenseful, and it gets you thinking. Ah, oh, man, I really enjoyed this. So, um, people, go check it out, you know? Everyone involved, very good performances, like, really well directed, edited, shot. Yeah, like, makeup. All of that, everyone, yeah, they should, uh, you know, give themselves a pat on the back because this is um, very good. I would watch, you know, more of this. So, yeah, people, enjoy it. It's a dinner party. You always have to give it up for um, people that can take a simple idea. And create something from it that is just whew, captivating. And um yeah, <laughs> two of those people are definitely Janina Gavanka and Russo Schelling. Because what they have done with Stucco is incredible. Right, so they jointly directed and um, wrote the piece, right? And um, Javina also, she's the starring role, right? Now, there's a host of other people that we don't always see, right? So um, there's Michael Ely, um, Colton Haynes, we've got Belle Poli, um, Ruby Atoll. Raphael Casol, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, now you 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 see the other people involved, like Deborah Ann Wall, right? She's a delivery person. We got Deborah Messing, who's the counselor. Emmy Ravalampman, 
who is the um, relaxer, kind of, she it looks like she's doing some sort of meditation, and um, yeah, I would take a meditation class for sure, we got uh, Rutina Wesley, who's um, a police officer, Aisha Tyler, who's the relator, relator, Realtor and Amy Forsyth, who is um the neighbor. So yeah, a great cast. You know what I mean? Like this is a short. You don't expect like this sort of like quality often. And um as I said, look, it's this simple idea. Right? We open up and we've got, you know, the the lady who we don't ever really get a name, right? But she's rushing around, rushing around the kitchen. She's kind of frantic. The phone's going, and um, like she takes, she listens to a message. Looks like it's from an ex, right? So you you kind of get the sense that there's been a split of some sort, right? And. You, but the message doesn't really give us much information, which is cool, right? Because we want to find out. So something has gone on. She spills her food, and it's all like, ah. Now, this is going on. Then we see her, after, you know, tidying all of this up, she thinks, I'm going to hang a painting. And this is when things get a little, a little weird. Right, because so she you know positions it, finds a spot, then she hammers it, and it's like, oh, this isn't a solid wall. Hmm, this is weird, right? And she thinks like, there's something there, and so this hole, there's this a hole forms, and it's a you know it's quite a big hole that you you wouldn't expect that size of a hole, right? So she um. You know, we see her poking her eye through. And, uh, yeah, it's just this curiosity about that. Right? So we get that. Now, you then grow to understand that, alright, yeah, she's, um, she's suffering from something. Right? So, I... I have to say, agoraphobia, it wasn't something that you'd kind of think about that much, but, you know, I guess it it's definitely plays into this, well, 2020, right, but, um, yeah, you, you kind of realise she's probably going through that, because, you know, a delivery turns up, and she's all anxious about that, but we're seeing these different interactions, and, she, like, there's this panic with her, there's always this sense of unease, and, um, you know, when she goes to bed, she kind of figures there's a noise from the wall, right, all of this stuff is kind of stemming from the wall, or is it, right, because we kind of think something might have gone on, but then, oh, we cut, and she's woken up, and, we have a lot of stuff that is kind of giving us a sense of this greater thing, but also, is this just, 
you know, a figment of the imagination. Is she going crazy? What's happening? She's speaking with her counsellor. And there seems an unease. Right, the, the video's going a bit weird. So you are kind of wondering. Is, is, is this an alien thing? What is happening? But we kind of see even more like this dread of going outside. But then it gets really crazy. Right, the, the story gets super crazy. When she coughs. And you're like. Oh, 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 oh. What is happening people. What is happening. You know what I mean. So it's all of this. Now. Although this is. It's tense. Right. It's tense. It's nervy. Like the way it's been lit. You know she's inside. And she doesn't seem to like light. <laughs> she's in the dark a lot. I mean, there's the, the, you know, the light from the windows, but the, you know, the shutters are kind of down, so it's not fully immersive, so there's shadows, there's all of this, and that helps to, right, intensify the moment, you know, so we have all of this, but they do inject some humour, like, when she's doing this meditation, (laughs) like, that, that sequence it it gets a, it gets funny, right? It gets funny, but not like, you know, they're trying to force the laughs. It's just, you know, because you look at what's going down and you're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I get I get that. Right? I feel the same. You know? So it's a nice little off balance, which also does kind of bring you out and then you the film takes you back takes you back because we're seeing this hole and every time she kind of goes back to the hole there's differences there's all these differences she's coughing a lot and we're thinking what the hell is going on now this other stuff happens and she puts cameras in the house now the footage that we get a little glimpse of footage, which again we're we're completely thrown, right? We we get these kind of thoughts of maybe like out of body experiences. What is happening? But the film it's building, it's building, it's building. Soundtrack people, the soundtrack is great. Like, again, it's one of these films that isn't using the sound, isn't using the soundtrack as a crutch. You know, the soundtrack is a, um, you know, it's a, a supporting character in the piece because it's helping to build this tension, helping to build the tension. And it really does. Really does. Now, um, there is a moment in the film which is definitely off key. (laughs) It's definitely off key. 
And I think when you finish the film, it does give you pause on what the hell that could have been if it was a thing at all. You know what I mean? Because you're just like, hold on. If that was, then what was that? Huh. I don't know. It's weird. But um, it does act as a, another point to throw you off your guard. Right, because all everything that's going on, when you think you might have an understanding, everything shifts. Everything shifts. And then you're just left thinking, okay, maybe I was wrong. What it could have been something else. Could have been something else. Now, one of the other great things about this, because there isn't a lot of dialogue. It's not a lot of dialogue. So, um, you know, Gavanka, she has to really sell us on this oddness. And she does. She really does. You know, which is great. And even when we get, you know, as it builds towards the end and we are really, really thrown through hoops, she sells it all. Sells it all, which is tremendous. It's tremendous, people. I, I, I really feel you need to watch this. Really feel you need to watch it because it's not anything like, you know, your usual fare. This is completely different. It's original. It's, it's original off of an idea that isn't unique. Right, the the idea of isolation of you know in trap it's not unique, but what they do with this, how they run with it, phew, people, it is is something to behold, something to something to behold, and all the elements come together in this beautiful entanglement, right. And it gives us, <laughs> it gives us a visual and uh, cerebral treat. So people, check it out, Stucco, it's uh, something to behold for sure. Well, girls night out of body. <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And hey, I hadn't realised I'd seen this. So this originally, um, yeah, we spoke about it on the, the main Echo Chamber uh, podcast. So um, it was part of Scare Package, which was a horror anthology that went on Shudder. Um, and um, yeah, this was part of it. And it's a lot of fun. So it's from the um, ad... Ooh, and Jujar twins, Courtney and Hillary. You know, so they both uh, wrote and directed the piece. And what we get, right? It's that uh, you know, usual trope that you see in a lot of horror films. A group of attractive young ladies, but they're getting stalked. Stalked by a killer. So they take that premise and then they twist it. 
they twist it, which, um, yeah, definitely a lot of fun. So starring, um, starring in the piece, we've got uh, Gabby Maiden, who uh, she plays Jamie. We have Melanie Min Minichono, who plays Ali, and then Atusku Okatushka, who plays Ray. We've also then got um, Ben Fee, who plays the Stalker. Um, we've got Nara Narane. Uh, Hakapayan, who um, she plays the clerk, um, and funny enough, <laughs> Emily Anjajar, uh, another of of the sisters, she um, she provides a maniacal laugh. So yeah, it's a it's a fun piece. Now what it all starts with. Um, we have Ray and Ali in a convenience store, you know, or it might be a bodega. I don't know, right? They're in a shop and they're they're picking up supplies. Now, Ray, she walks past a um. Uh, well, it's like a lolly, this huge kind of skull lolly, and it's. On the side in a kind of container, but it says not for sale. Not for sale. So um while Ray, um while Ali is at the till, yeah, Ray swipes it. She swipes it. But, and it, you do kind of feel it's like, why would you have it out? I you're saying it's not for sale, but it's there. How crazy. Now, so she swiped it. And they then arrive. Well, they leave. They get in the car. Go to the car where Jamie's waiting. She drives them off. And they, um, yeah, they go to a, a getaway. Right? They're having a girls' night out. Or maybe it's a weekend out. Who knows? But they're, they're finally getting together. Having a fun time. And, um. Yeah, when they when they arrive, they they pour out all their stuff, and uh, yeah, Ray tips a bag, and they see the lolly, and it's just like ugh, and I think it's it's a known given thing that Ray she's a little bit of a klepto, right? So they're just like oh my gosh, fine, and so they're laughing and they're all having fun while all this is going on as well. Right when they leave the shop, we kind of cut further back, and we're just hearing a. <sighs> so yeah, it's this stalker who is watching them, leering, contemplating, you know, doing what they these dirty little stalkers do. So yeah, now they're in the thing, and again, we can we tell the stalker is looking at them. Through the window, so um now they've got this lolly, and they're joking around, right? So Ali picks it up and she uh, has a lick, right? She uh, she tries it, then she lays down on the bed, and then after a while, it's like, ugh, I'm not feeling great, 
And um, yes, that's when things go awry, people. Things go awry. And um, <laughs> we, we get an ending to the piece that, you know, maybe you weren't expecting. Because I think this story, it could have, it could well go in so many ways. But, though, you know, what they do give us, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, you know, a twist on the usual. And the other thing with it as well, right? I feel the other thing is it's shot in a way that it captures this, you know, nice day out. It, it captures that, but then you also get this anxiety of, oh shit, what's going on? And then we get this <laughs> fun again. We get fun. And even when, like, certain stuff goes down, it's not really um, given to us in a gratuitous way, you know? Even that, it's kind of, it's shot, yeah, it, it, it's shot in a way where it isn't really kind of taking over from what the film is, you know, so if you want a, a fun time, you know, what I mean, after watching some of these crazy films, some of these really hard-hitting, heavy, heavy subject films, Girls' Night Out of Body, hey, this is a, a perfect aperitif, you know what I mean? It's going to chill you out. It's going to make you chuckle. You're going to be smiling. And then, you know, you can get ready for some more craziness. But, yeah, it, it's definitely one worth watching. And even though I'd seen it before, I still really enjoyed it. Still really enjoyed it. Still smiled. Still chuckled. So, yeah, watch it. Because um, everyone involved, very good. Great lighting, great camera work, great music, you know what I mean? It all works, people. So um, go have fun, and uh, maybe it will inspire you to have your own night out. But maybe in body, rather, out of. Alright, enjoy. I gotta say, what Cody Bedford has done with Scout is, I mean, is something else, right, this is such a hard, harrowing film, it's, oh man, it, it just makes you feel so uncomfortable, right, it, it, it's so, it's a Gah, it's powerful, it's nasty It's crazy Because it's just under 18 minutes Just under 18 minutes But we get this full story Right, we get these characters And you understand the depth You understand the motivation Right we see a side of things that isn't always shown, you know, and it's, 
I think it's something that people should watch. I really should watch. Now, listen, people, and it irritates me when people say it, like, this is something that everyone should see. This is so powerful and important. No, this is a story. This is a story that is different, right? It's not being glamoured up, right? It's not being Hollywoodized, as it were. No, this is a horrible story of, you know, shit that happens. It's going to make you feel horrible. It's going to make you feel weird, uncomfortable. But it's a reality. Now, obviously, we're not saying it's the norm, but it's something that goes down. And so being able to tell this story... In such a short space of time. But. Have you. Get it. Have you understand. It's. Shane. I think a really impressive feat. It really is. You know. And I think hats have to go off to Bedford. Right. So. We start off. Oh. Yeah, the piece is called Scout. I can't remember if I said that. <laughs> but yeah, the piece is called Scout. And um <laughs> man, it, it follows a basically a group of Aboriginal women who are abducted and what they have to go through. You know, I've seen it referred to as the Black Kill Bill, which I mean, kind of, but I I wouldn't, you know, pigeonhole it like that because it, it it's something a little bit, something a little bit unique, you know. So um, yeah, we we start off with this young lady, you know, she comes home, like we we see a bit call for her mother, and then she sees a note on the table going out for bingo. And so she's just like, alright, fine So she goes to warm up some food in the microwave And then her world changes Right, she's abducted And, um, yeah We just see a hand, you know, grab her, pull her away And then she wakes up Wakes up in this room with, um, you know, some other girls and I think it's it's one of those things because you you know she sees one girl she's putting these posters up and this other girl's just like what are you doing take them down and there's all these arguments right it's not a nice situation and I think that's important because you know sometimes you see these films and everyone in this bad situation they're all like we gotta support each other and we're all helpful and nice and it's just I think if you know 2020 taught us anything in a horrible situation people do not <laughs> they do not come together You know what I mean People will be at each other's throats People will look to take advantage People will look to put you down So we have all of this going on You know But trying to 
come to terms with everything. You know, trying to work out what's what's the deal. You know, so you have Scout. You know, she's trying to help. You know, she's trying to be nice. And you see her with um you know, with the other girls. So in in the place you've got uh Jody and Andy. And you know, Andy's the youngest, it seems. And um no, Jamie, even. Brr, sorry. And, 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 you know, they're, they're trying to help her out. Um, but, you know, it, it's just crazy, right? It's this horrible, crazy situation, which I think it reaches this boiling point. But all the time, through everything that's going on, you can see Scout. Trying to process things, right? And through every time there's this weird, these horrible incidents, she gets these flashbacks to the abduction, and she's trying to work out who was it, who was it, and she has an idea, has an idea, because out of the two guys that come, there's one who you just think, yeah, piece of shit. Right, so she's trying to work all of this out. But what we then have is the breaking point, right? The breaking point. Now, you wonder if that hadn't happened, if this certain thing hadn't have happened, would, you know, would everyone have just been, this is our lot, right? Who knows? Who knows? But it often needs this tipping point, right? It often needs this thing, and that's what we get. Right? But um, yeah, it is. This is a grimy, a grimy thing, and it's shot perfectly because look, they're in this dark kind of storage container, bunk beds. You know, it's not the cleanest of places. You know, they get given a bucket to wash with. Right? And all of this, all of this is, is is kind of screaming at you through the screen. You know, we can see the disillusion from the girls. And even when the arguments are happening, you understand why, right? You understand why. And that's there. That's evident. Right? You know, there is the fear there. Right? The fear. And it's one of those big things that you see. Right? The ones that make all the noise. The angry ones. They're not always the ones to, you know, take action. You know, there is that fear. The anger is there to hide the fear. But then the the quiet ones, you know, the ones that might seem helpful, then what's that covering up? You know what I mean? Because everything is a mask, and that's what we're shown, right? Certain things hide other things. So this piece, man, this powerful frigging piece, it's... Whew, 
man, it, it, it just, it really makes you think, really makes you think, right, and the ending, the ending is great, right, because, now, what we get, it, it, like, you're, you're happy, you're glad, but it's not done in this sensational way, It's just this matter of fact Like What other choice What other choice is there You know And yeah It's a perfect way to You know finish things off And all the arc Like everyone's story Is kind of completed You know again This is under 18 minutes people but we don't feel cheated. We don't feel cheated. We do feel like this story has been told. Now, obviously, it could have, you know, it, it could have been expanded. But we we do get this narrative, right? We do get this narrative and we do feel like it has been completed, which is definitely, you know, a, a huge feat from everyone involved, right, so, um, yeah, let's, you know, give these people their, their props, so, you know, Cody Bedford, she directed it, she wrote it, right, and the film, it, it stars, right, so, um, yeah, our girls, um, are Tamala Shelton, yeah, no, that's Andy. Andy, yeah, I keep, uh, yeah, I, I realize I I missed up the names. Um, then we got Shakira Clanton, who's Jody, and Catherine Beckett is Scout. Then we've got Jamie, who's played by Nelson Baker. We got um Nicholas Hope, who is the boss. Hmm, Hope, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Hugh Sheridan, who is Mike, right, another, yeah, whew. Jamie, the boss of Mike, pieces of work, dirty pieces of work, but, um, you know, they're, uh, they all played their roles extremely well, extremely well, you know, the, um, who else, we've got makeup is Morel McCoy, Clawley, um, along with Lee Taylor, and they've done a great job with all of that, you know, so, uh, we've also got, um, let's have a look, director of photography is Laszlo Banalaya, um, music is Jed Palmer, um, and Cameron Carnes, Colin Carnes, Justin Dix, Mirid Heath, Haley B. Johnson, and Stephen McKinnon. Um, yeah, they're all uh, producers of um some sort on the uh, well executive producers. Um, Myrid Heath is the producer producer. So um, yeah, people, yeah, definitely check it out. Scout. Is um as I said, look, it's it's hard, but it's really good. It is definitely really good and really worth 
yeah, really worth watching. Alright, enjoy. <laughs> Okay, people, so yeah, there we are for another day. We are done. And um, yeah, these were these were great, right? All, all the ones I saw, really good, really worth checking out. So um remember, go to the website um and the episode details, and you'll get all the info. You know, you can follow um the social media, go to their website, support these people. Very talented, you know what I mean? And um, as I said, look, so we had two blocks, Cabin Fever, that consisted of five, and we checked out three. So um, you still have Not That You're Mine and um, Fat Henry that you can go check. And then in an eye for an eye, that consisted of six. Um, so, uh, you know, we looked at um, two of those So you can go check out There Will Be Monsters um, The Hunt, Rung, and uh, The Fourth Wall Alright people, so um, enjoy yourselves you're in, You've still got two more days of the festival So plenty of time to go watch these and then everything else Alright? Cool, cool. See you tomorrow, people. Peace.